one who held a horn of ale in his hand said, Oh, listen to the lad! Why, boy, thy mother's milk is yet scarce dry upon thy lips, and yet thou pratest of standing up with good stout men at Nottingham butts, thou who art scarce able to draw one string of a two-stone bow. I hold the best of your twenty marks, quoth bold Robin, that I hit the clout at threescore rods by the good help of Our Lady Fair. At this all laughed aloud, and one said, Well boasted, thou fair infant, well boasted! and well thou knowest that no target is nigh to make good thy wager. And another cried, He will be taking ale with his milk next. At this Robin grew right mad. Hark ye, said he, yonder at the glade's end, I see a herd of deer even more than three score rods distant. I'll hold you twenty marks that by leave of Our Lady I cause the best heart among them to die. Now done, cried he who had spoken first, and here are twenty marks. I wager that thou causest no beast to die, with or without the aid of Our Lady. Then Robin took his good yew-bow in his hand, and placing the tip at his instep, he strung it right deftly. Then he knocked a broad cloth-yard arrow, and, raising the bow, drew the grey-goose feather to his ear. The next moment the bowstring rang, and the arrow sped down the glade as a sparrow-hawk skims in a northern wind. High leaped the noblest heart of all the herd, only to fall dead reddening the green path with his heart's blood. "'Ha!' cried Robin. "'How likest thou that shot, good fellow? I wot the wager were mine, and it were three hundred pounds.' Then all the foresters were filled with rage, and he who had spoken the first, and had lost the wager, was more angry than all. "'Nay!' cried he. "'The wager is none of thine, and get thee gone straightway. Away all the saints of heaven, I'll baste thy sides until thou wilt ne'er be able to walk again.' "'Knowest thou not?' said another, that thou hast killed the king's deer, and by the laws of our gracious lord and sovereign king Harry, thine ears should be shaven close to thy head. Catch him, cried a third. Nay, said a fourth, let him in go because of his tender years. Never a word, said Robin Hood, but he looked to the foresters with a grim face, then, turning on his heel, strode away from them down the forest glade. But his heart was bitterly angry, for his blood was hot and youthful and prone to boil. Now well would it have been for him who had first spoken had he left Robin Hood alone, but his anger was hot, both because the youth had gotten the better of him and because of the deep draughts of ale that he had been quaffing. So of a sudden, without any warning, he sprang to his feet and seized upon his bow and fitted it to a shaft. "'Aye!' cried he, "'and I'll hurry thee anon!' And he sent the arrow whistling after Robin." It was well for Robin Hood that that same forester's head was spinning with ale, or else he would never have taken another step. As it was, the arrow whistled within three inches of his head, and then he turned around and quickly drew his own bow, and sent an arrow back in return. "'You said I was no archer!' cried he aloud. "'But say so now again!' The shaft flew straight. The archer fell forward with a cry, and lay on his face upon the ground, his arrows rattling about him from out of his quiver, the grey-goose shaft wet with his heart's blood. Then, before the others could gather their wits about them, Robin Hood was gone into the depths of the greenwood. Some started after him, but not with much heart, for each feared to suffer the death of his fellow. So presently they all came and lifted the dead man up, and bore him away to Nottingham Town. Meanwhile Robin Hood ran through the greenwood. Gone was all the joy and brightness from everything, for his heart was sick within him, and it was borne in upon his soul that he had slain a man. Alas, cried he, 
thou hast found me an archer that will make thy wife to ring. I would that thou hadst ne'er said one word to me, or that I had never passed thy way, or e'en that my right forefinger had been stricken off ere that this had happened. In haste I smote, but grieve I saw at leisure. And then, even in his trouble, he remembered the old saw that what is done is done, and the egg cracked cannot be cured. And so he came to dwell in the greenwood, that was to be his home for many a year to come, never again to see the happy days with the lads and lasses of sweet Loxley town. For he was outlawed, not only because he had killed a man, but also because he had poached upon the king's deer, and two hundred pounds were set upon his head, as a reward for whoever would bring him to the court of the king. Now the sheriff of Nottingham swore that he himself would bring this knave Robin Hood to justice, and for two reasons, first because he wanted the two hundred pounds, and next because the forester that Robin Hood had killed was of kin to him. But Robin Hood lay hidden in Sherwood Forest for one year.